0: Welcome to We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and yours. With Chad C. Meek, Kyle Lee, and me, Eric Newman. Hello, everybody. and Welcome to We're Out There, a new podcast about unconventional, unassuming, and irreverent facets of life. Things that are here inside of us and things that are out there everywhere else. With me is Chad Meek. Hi, Chad. How you doing?
1: Hello. And uh, we also
0: have Kyle Lee. Hi, we're making a hi Kyle. Good evening. Making a nice triangle across the North American continent here, going from where I am in Brooklyn to down where you are, Kyle, in Orlando, and out to the Baja Peninsula with Chad. Um, so welcome. It's it's quite a treat to have both of you here.
2: I like to call it the Michigan Triangle.
0: There you go. There you go. Yes. Call um, oh, that also. Awesome. I, I said, well, maybe yeah. maybe that's what we should call the podcast. Um, <laughs> It'll be a little hard to spell for the Goyim, but that's fine.
1: So, who, who's who are the Goyim?
0: Uh, that's uh, a Yiddish you. word Am for Gentiles.
2: You're the Goyim. I'm the Goy. Okay.
1: I, I uh, agree It's it. a Yiddish
0: word for Gentiles. So that's. Uh, <laughs> but you know, this podcast isn't about Judaism and being Ashkenazi. <laughs> it's about. I mean, this episode is about aliens and about uh, the giant rock. So, uh, Chad, first, let's do a a brief introduction, since this is the first episode of a brand new podcast. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your experiences with uh, Giant Rock and with things out of this world. And I'll try to keep the puns to a minimum here. There you
1: go. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah, it gets mixed up with the porn side sometimes, but a different thing. Uh, (laughs) Bottom line, again, I digress. Uh, Yeah, Giant Rock is a place that is located out in the middle of the Mojave Desert, or essentially, uh, that's actually in the outskirts of it, about 30 miles from Palm Springs, California. Uh, And I have happened to kind of grow up there and experience many, many things uh, with extraterrestrials. And uh, my uncle, George Van Tassel, he had created this... This community, uh, which is, we'll call it the giant rock uh, movement or giant rock community. It was the early UFO contactee movement. And eventually, several things morphed into it. Uh, and, and incidentally, giant rock is actually a free nine-story freestanding boulder where they carved out and people actually lived inside of it. So anyways, it gets in the bazaar as far as this and the various canyons but... Essentially, it's a giant rock where they held UFO conventions and huge gathering that's, that actually uh, encompassed about ten thousand people uh, towards the end of it. So it was wow the, was the epicenter of the UFO contact movement from the fifties and sixties, and that was before you know coast to coast and, and all the other things that we've gone that we experienced now. But but that was sure. that was the epicenter. That was where everything happened, and I had my own experiences. We can talk about those at nauseum. My uncle did. Everyone, I, they number in the hundreds of people that I have come in contact in my uh, sojourn on this earth. As far as people, that have incredible things happen out there. So essentially, that's in a nutshell what, what it is.
0: How did it end up being that place? I've seen a couple of pictures of it that it looks like this giant boulder, this giant rock formation, hence its name, Giant Rock, next to a pile of other rocks. So how did it, how did it get to be so significant in the UFO circles, um, and how did someone, why did someone end up living there or living under there?
1: Um, actually, yeah, you know, it, uh, the, the irony is my uncle had his hand in it. Uh, and
0: who's your worked. uncle, I'm sorry?
1: George Van Tassel, ah, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and actually, he's my actual uncle, not not one of those fake uncles. He who's he's not a
0: Ron Popeil uncle. He's yeah. actually your uncle.
1: Yeah, an actual uncle. Yeah, and uh, but we all lived out there. My grandmother, uh, uh, George, other uncles, cousins. Uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that lived out there. So it's actually a real thing. But where it began, it actually began uh, with a man named Frank Chrysler who. Uh, who essentially solicited money and donations from my uncle, who was working at a uh, gas station in Santa Monica, California. And uh, so he had actually went out there, and it was Frank Kreitzer who actually blew the inside of this rock out and created this incredible uh, living uh, place where— it was
0: So he's living inside the rock, not under it?
1: inside of the rock. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: heavy. Okay, I'll stop. stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, anyways, um, originally it was a it was a potential. uh, uh, The original endeavor was mining, Uh, and and in fact, uh, uh, you know, I talk about this in in uh, in my book and in my screenplay, you know, Giant Rock. And originally, it was a uh, it was through a vision that Frank Chrysler had received about this giant stone that was supposed to be the foundation of a new uh, social movement, and he was to go out there and find minerals that was going to uh, fund all this uh, activity and create a society out there, a new society. So, so the list of, of uh, the agenda was quite, quite huge from the beginning, but it really had come from a vision that Frank Kreitzer has, was involved
0: Interesting, and um, and who was Frank Kreitzer? He made the he made the home, or he blew out the inside of the well, rock and he was turned it. Reti- into... you
1: know, he was a retired merchant marine, or or, or, dis- or disabled merchant marine, and was looking for a drier climate other than the ocean, and you know, in part, but um, but he was directed to go there, and uh, so it was really Frank Kreitzer, and, and and we're talking about God, we're talking almost hundred years ago. Um, I think Kreitzer first went out there in the '30s, and okay. uh, yeah, and and my uncle George and his uncle uh, uh, actually grub-staked him, with, and actually gave him thirty-one dollars through canned goods through uh, through that. But but the meeting
0: was and that's like, all it took to start a new, a completely new society and a new life yeah. out in the desert. Just thirty-one dollars.
1: Well, you know. Money's <laughs> inflated
0: a lot since then, I understand. Right, you
1: know we've had inflation here. Uh, Things that's, to a, that's a incredible here, as far as that. But uh, but he actually originally he, he went in with a broken transmission in an old Exeter, which is an old car, and that's how he he knew my uncle and my uncle's uncle, Um that's how he met them. And uh, completely enamored my uncle with this you know story and about his vision, and literally. By the end of the day, or, or actually, it was a, two days. And then the second day, my uncle and his uncle were giving him thirty-one dollars in the thirties during the crush was a lot of money. And sure. uh, Yeah. And through picks, through tools, through everything they could, and fixed his car for free. So the story wow. must have been compelling. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I mean, you know, that's you know, you could say way back when, when money was worth more and cars were able to be worked on by regular yeah. people. That okay. seems now, like th- th- it's from th- another world already. Just by that, you know.
2: Right. But, well, uh, it was. It, it was also another world because we're talking about a time where this was literally the Wild West. This is a. He, he Frank found this place and started almost homesteading this place. And uh, my understanding is, is right before he was, he was shortly to a. Uh, it, it was. It wasn't going to take very much long uh, after his death that he actually would have gained control of this property legally. But then it went back to the uh, the Forest Service? No, or the
1: Bureau of Land Management. yeah,
2: Bureau uh, of Land Management. Yeah, they were trying to... And then...
1: Yeah, yeah, Kyle, you're absolutely right. They were trying to turn... They were, they were creating a, a patented mining claim, which is almost like real property. And they came really close to getting it, which essentially is... I mean, it's it's It's, it's a furrowing it. But they never... But he had actually gotten blown up before they could act to do that. My uncle came in, tried to resurrect that whole thing, and so yeah, you're spot on about that. Yeah. Now, well, my say, my oh, sorry,
2: through, on, I I did a little bit of research on it, and I, I thought it was really interesting that George Fantassel actually he got a lease from the Bureau of Land Management. He built an airstrip, built concession stands. He turned this into uh, not just some dirt place where people sat around. Playing in a drum circle, he actually turned it into an attraction. You, they sold, they sold concessions, and they had attractions for people to come. And he was one of the first guys I, I understand that that really created this, uh, it, for lack of a better term, UFO tourism. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so how did that? Was that now? Was that because uh, after? After Frank Kreitzer and after George Van Tassel had their uh, had the relationship with Giant Rock, the place had they already had a relationship with UFOs and with aliens, or did that happen there?
1: Actually, that happened uh, that happened during uh, that time period uh, that Frank Kreitzer was out there. You know, prior to my uncle actually living out there, which you know, which occurred in the late forties. Um, as far as that, that actually occurred. Uh, They called him Crazy Kreitzer because he would talk about UFO ships that had landed out there that were the size of dirgibles. And so, yeah, so they thought he was a wacko guy out there. Did they
0: say, like, oh, it's just got to be – I don't know if the Air Force existed back then. I don't think it did. It was just like, oh, it's got to be the U.S. Navy's, the U.S. military's, you know, planes that they're working on. It can't just be aliens. That would be too phenomenal.
1: um, Oh, no. Yeah, well, no, he was actually talking about aliens coming out of these giant dirigibles. So I, I don't know if there was any, mis- uh, you know, he was trying to equate it to, to something that people could understand. But this sure. is, yeah, this is, this is prior to Roswell and, and prior to, uh, you know, the, the, the Arnold, you know, sightings and, and all the stuff that really got it kicked off. Um, so that was in his time. And uh, he was an interesting guy, a very, a, a very spiritual, metaphysical guy, who literally started channeling these entities out there, uh, channeling UFOs, uh, or essentially kind of uh, re- attracting them and having them come out. And it was really Frank Chrysler that had, uh, that initiated that. And he had actually taught my uncle George, um, because after my uncle, uh, after my uncle. After Frank Kreitzer had been out there, my uncle would come out, and they would camp out there during the uh, late 40s and and, uh, for for years, during the war years. Uh, So they would literally correspond by writing, and Kreitzer would tell him how he had, in fact, channeled these things. And so then my uncle, who was uh, an incredibly brilliant guy in his own right, um, uh, got a lot of information from him, from Frank Kreitzer, before he died.
0: Wow. Now, just really quickly, before we, before we move on, chronologically, um, it's interesting that all this stuff is happening. We're talking about about 100 years ago or close to 100 years ago because for thousands of years or at least a very long time before then, Giant Rock was, a, was very sacred to Native Americans. And uh, it's just kind of interesting, like... That It's kind of interesting that there's this Native American connection that they considered it to be a holy place or a sacred place, and then it's also by pure coincidence a place that people seem to be encountering otherworldly figures.
1: Yeah. And maybe it's not a coincidence. Yeah, it's, it, it, is, it is very, very unique in that respect because Native Americans uh, really looked at this just by virtue of the magnitude this, They would literally, the various tribes, and, and, and a lot of these were, at, the, the, the legends go... It's almost a paleo thing, even before a lot of the uh I guess the more known Indian tribes, um, they they would be they would actually meet there and literally your ranking in your tribe uh determined how close you were able to get next to the rock. It was that weird. Yeah
0: that's that's incredible i now to to put on the the skeptic hat for just a second how do you tell people if they say oh i looked at a picture of this it's a boulder next to other rocks it makes sense it's really, like you know there was maybe an ancient volcano that uh, that erupted and then there was this giant rock that was part of the rubble how do you what do you tell people like that
1: uh well what i tell them you know, what, what what i tell them uh, what I tell them is, is that uh, there were some really bad players out there, and God threw this boulder from the heavens and wanted to destroy a lot of the bad actors out there, and that's how it actually its origin. That, but that's my huh. that's my mythology. Sure. <laughs> I write books, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do I tell them? I don't know. It just depends. I mean, it really depends, uh, Eric, who I'm talking to. I mean, uh, if somebody's sure. really, I mean. Really, there, there's so many, like you said, there's so many coincidences and so many people that have used it as a touchstone. It really matters who, who I'm talking to. And literally, I have talked, to, I mean, I, I spent three years in, in Serbia and I ran into a bunch of astrophysics, uh, physicists out there that actually knew, my uncle knew a giant rock, uh, I, I ran to some people uh, in Hong Kong that do it. So everywhere I went, there was this serendipitous weird magnet that literally had on the top of my head that I was somehow connected with this. So when you talk about coincidence, <laughs> this is nothing but coincidence. <laughs> it, 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 sure. it's, it's, it's scary almost, yeah.
0: And you know, everything that we learn about space. It, it just makes our understanding of space smaller as we learn that space is just increasingly bigger than we ever thought it would be. So to think that there are not aliens out there, I'd say it's that doesn't that doesn't I don't know. Oh,
1: as, far it, as they, it, it, oh yeah, the, the aliens. Well, you know, we're I mean, literally, we're I mean, we're inundated with information not only through our own biblical text. You know, my gosh, you know, pick, pick a chapter in the Bible. It really sure. what, they're talk, what they're talking about. Is in extraterrestrial, in various
0: religions too, not just in you know the Judeo-Christian tradition. There's also you know there's a lot of Eastern religions that seem to have relationships with. If you looked, if you read it today, it would seem like an alien, some kind of super powerful supernatural being, and uh, yeah, which leads us to the next uh, leads us to the next topic, which is that what would happen if we came into direct contact with ufo's and to aliens when i say we i mean like us the people just private citizens or maybe someone like elon musk with a private company who's launching cars out into space like what if he ran into aliens is well, that I, part of the reason why the government wants to keep it under wraps and you know, they want to keep control of it just to prevent anything any one of us from you know, oh
1: okay. It's well documented as far as this whole thing, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, we can all put our uh, conspiracy, you know, hats on on this one, uh, but it is becoming clearly uh, more evident, at, you know, daily. Uh, the reality is, is that it is a threat to uh, to the uh, lie that we all live under, uh, you know, which is that it's just us. Right. You, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, do
0: you think that, I mean, it's kind of, it's also interesting that there aren't many people in government that say that they've been abducted by aliens. Is that because the aliens are too smart to abduct people in the government and they just don't want bureaucrats? They want to, you know, just take regular people? They don't want to... No, no, accident- they, no, they, they, no
1: they certainly do. I mean, you know, what's, well, in fact, like here, as an example, the Nimitz, you know, which is, which is not too far from where I'm right now, the, the Nimitz uh, in 2004, the the first thing they did after you know they made these pictures and discovery in 2004 uh, what did they do they went out and took not, not they gave non-disclosure uh you know agreements and saying hey listen you know we're going to ruin you if you say anything you can't say anything so that's mm-hmm. generally the the mo of what happens as far as military or or any of the intelligence people that get involved in stuff. They're, they're literally told not to do that you
0: know so. i got you and that is that just to like to preserve the social order of things because if private citizens came into contact with aliens, it might it might the government might lose control of the messaging and, and the narrative. The narrative, uh, exactly. I think, I,
1: I think that uh, Eric has a lot to do with it when you think about it. In fact, Churchill and Roosevelt talked about the Foo Fighters that were you know appearing across. Wow, they were
0: listening to the Foo Fighters. That's pretty progressive yeah, like for them.
1: Yeah, like a band, right? Yeah. So so they they were uh, they literally uh, were extremely nervous about all the uh, pilots that were experiencing these food Fighters over the English Channel. And it really came down to the people that it was discussed. And this was a discussion between Churchill and, and, and Roosevelt. The people would stop paying taxes, stop going to church, and, and, and literally uh, stop following their political leaders. So this is really an exopolitical uh, political um, uh, debate that has gone on. And like, hey, wait a minute, you know, should we disclose this? And, and will all the sheep stop being you know, good sheep? maybe turn right. and being a bad well, shoe. so so it is, it is a threat and it has been a threat and think about it it would threaten literally everything that everyone knows and everyone you know believes in and
2: so sure. well yeah, they, the the interesting the interesting thing is the news is is unfolding uh, really as we speak I, there's a filmmaker Jeremy Corbell who uh, leaked some footage from the Pentagon they called it a transmedium vehicle entering the ocean in the Pacific. And these are, it, it's its an incredibly extraordinary thing to watch, but according to Air Force people who've said, spoken off the record, they say that it's not an unusual thing to see. And uh, actually there's a Pentagon spokesperson within the last few days, uh, Susan Gao, has confirmed the authentic uh, authenticity of the footage. And she says that she can confirm the video was taken by Navy personnel. Tonight, wow. we're going to have a 60 minutes, uh, segment on that. And I think there's going to be a lot more interest in, um, and a lot more, uh, really just a lot more awareness among the public about some of these things that are happening that have been witnessed for decades now. And, uh, we might, we, we might have a much different discussion tomorrow after more and more people have seen this 60 minute footage and maybe more and more sure. people are willing to come out and talk about things they've seen or, witnessed or experiences they've had and And that uh, doesn't even
0: you know that doesn't even uh, mention the stuff that trump declassified that's going to drop next month about declassified pentagon documents about ufos
2: yeah we might be looking at a very different landscape as far as people that have had experience and encounters uh going forward i mean it's it's going to be it's at least going to be a lot less hostile landscape than than people have experienced for you know the last uh, half a century
0: do you think that after this is all done, I'm asking both of you this, like, do you think after this is all done, it's going to be the conspiracy theory is going to reverse and the people that don't believe in aliens are now going to be on the outside, that there's going to be just so much of a wealth of evidence that it's going to be hard to say that there's not?
1: <laughs> I, uh, this, this is an interesting question as far as that. Um, you know, I've been dealing with things, you know, and, and I've done a lot of counseling with people because I, I, I'm a... Uh, you know, I had my own abduction experiences at early age, and 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 actually had multiple sightings even to, within this year. So it's really no wow. nothing new to me. But but here's the but: there's a thing called cognitive dissonance, and really that's that is something that a lot of people, um, you know, will in their minds, if they will see something and it's so out of the ordinary, they literally won't process it. And and I think what's going to happen, you know, like Kyle was mentioning, with this explosion of information. Um, things are going to be different because all that stuff where they basically had that, that's in people's mind and experiences that they already that they that they that they put way 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 you know down in the subconscious or wherever that place in the brain right. is is going to come out and 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 it, and that's going to come fast and furious so so yeah it might be um, you know it used to be you were a nut if you claimed you'd seen something strange inside and then now you're now you're not enough. Now you're not out of the Now it's more, it's so acceptable. It makes me feel a little weird because my whole life I've always kind of had to be kind of very careful as far as how to talk to people. But for me, since I came out with my book and my screenplay, I, 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 don't, I don't, well, I, I just I simply don't care what people think. I mean, I know what I know. I know well, that's
0: better for you all the way around, not yeah. caring what people think. Yeah. Um, no. no, please go on.
1: No. Yeah, no. So, so really, you just don't. So I think a lot of people that have really had a hard time processing this are going to be coming out. And I think the more and more, I think the volumes of stuff that, well, that are already in the archives and, of course, in my circle, I mean, I I, I know all, not all, but majority of the stories and the majority of sightings from the inside. And uh, once you get there, I mean, it's, you're, you're down the rabbit hole, I mean, as far as that. I mean, you've opened up the box, you're already there. And I think, yeah, I think more and more people. And and I, you know, again, this is um, what is extraordinary as far as the timing. And I think it's probably in our, I mean, gosh, when you think about uh, some of the conflict that we, and, and the environment, I actually think that it's a really good thing because, I, I think there has to be something else that, that the world's population need to focus on, and and I think the, the and I think we, I I take a more benevolent. I, I'm not I'm not thinking or, or the tap where the aliens are going to come here, and take us over, and you know, turn us into you know you know robots, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Right? Uh, they, they, they're they're so advanced they can literally they can own us already. I think that I think that awareness is going to allow them. To come in and allow us to basically interact. So I think that the more and more exposure, more information, more consciousness that comes out on this, that there's going to be there's going to be a, a wicked transformation, and possibly for the good. I mean, something actually is going. Something good is going to come out of that because I think that the you know like the very regional conflicts and borders and things like that. I think that that i think that would perhaps help us because the the world i mean uh, you know i think
0: how it puts I, it all into perspective I, just I, like I, why I, are I, we, we fighting Either
1: we can let it burn or we can or maybe something good may come out of this anyway, yeah
0: right i mean do you what, think that do you think that it, uh, in the like for the climate change time, or the climate change uh, I guess the efforts to help the environment and to and to curtail climate change. Do you think that alien contact or us actually, for real, realizing okay, there are extraterrestrials out there, they're smarter than we are. Do you think that that would help us want to improve the environment and want to improve how things are on planet Earth, or do you think the reverse would happen and say, well, I guess you know we could mess up this planet because there's somewhere else that we can go?
2: Uh, actually, if I may, if I may, let me let me kind of rephrase that question um, because I think I know where Eric's going. It, Are, are the aliens, or not aliens, are, is, would beings or civilizations or consciousnesses from, from outside of our Earth, are they, are they looking in on us to help us? Or are they looking in on us to, uh, to, to, to just observe at like, like monkeys in a zoo? Uh, what is their interaction, if any? And, and what, what is their plan and our plan?
1: I think that, you know, the observer thing is, is probably, you know, uh, you know, it goes down to, to, I guess, the prime directive, and, uh, and, and it, it actually makes sense. I think it'd be more interesting for them to not to get too far involved, with the exception of us completely destroying this, because if, and I guess it comes back to the premise of that everything is connected, that an um, in incident in another, you know, would, act, would actually affect us from another planet, I can kind of buy into it. I mean, if you get away from the actual physical manifestation, perhaps even the psychic or the, you know, the psychic manifestation of say for instance, another planet blowing up fairly close in, in a proximity, of what it would do. And apparently after all the nuclear uh, devices go off, there seems to be an explosion of, uh, of uh, extraterrestrial activity. And it's been after all of the, especially the above ground, there would be literally Flooding of, of observer extraterrestrial with ships and things like that, and, and this could be again, you know, this could be a, you know, the terrestrial or interdimensional or something that is, um, you know, affecting them too. So I think that in some respects we're all in it together. Granted, we may be the we may be the chim- chimpanzees in you know in the in the food chain, but I think that because we're all in this together. I think there's something uh, uh, to to them uh, at at some point actually interfering. and there, of course again, this has been fairly well documented about people in in, in silos and things like that for, for even accidental uh, uh, transmission of nuclear devices where they look mysterious they get shut off uh, it's this is man, this is the wormhole deal, so yeah um i but I think that I think to to at best they can. It's a hands-off prime directive, but unless we're actually going to start nuking each other, I think, of course, we've had some exceptions, too, with, with Nagasaki that may actually disprove the, the theory, but I think that to some degree, I think that there is probably more awareness by extraterrestrials for us now than ever. Well, I, you know, Do as you that- as
2: oh, sorry. as giant of an atrocity as the, the, the use of two nuclear bombs in war within our lifetime or within within our recent history has been that's still not as giant of a that's not as big of a damage and danger to humanity as destroying the atmosphere and depleting natural resources we're we're actually i feel like as humanity, we are moving closer and closer towards the point of no return. And I, I find it very interesting. While I try to remain skeptical, I find it very interesting that we are learning so much more and and seeing so much more information uh, you know, pried out of the government's hands that are are exposing the possibility that we're not alone and that there is something else either observing or interacting or interfering with us and i i mean just i i I don't know if i'm asking a question i just think it's really I, i love that you brought up that it started uh our context seems to have started after the nuclear bombs almost as if that was a beacon and then 40 more years of of testing all over the planet sending disturbances out into the cosmos of course, they're going to come check out and see what's up. And, you know, if they're making contact with people, if they're, uh, I don't mean to say probing in, in the, the, the funny way, but if they're probing us as, as a society and trying to learn from us and, and have telepathic links with people, uh, maybe they, maybe they have some sympathy for us and maybe they will share some of their technology with us. It's, it's, a uh, it's an interesting and and compelling and exciting possibility.
0: Or they're watching us as a sitcom as we kill each other.
2: You know, it's like, <laughs> that that makes oh, that makes almost erotic. as much sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I and you know it's um it's interesting because there have been a uh, this this is not the first uh, the the recent um uh, I want to I guess the re- the recent tranche of information that's been that's been coming out about ufos from the government well and, and let me not, let me actually really, just let it's me, not really recent though that's this stuff has been happening yeah, let, in, in pretty... let me
2: kind of let me kind of fill that in because i've been a little bit obsessed with it lately really it's it, the information that we have from the government is uh video footage from uh from from gunners from missiles from planes uh the fact that there is the the fact that you can remove that video footage with a flash drive or some sort of removable media that's the only reason we know about this stuff the pentagon's not letting this stuff get out right it's it's getting out because it can be sneaked out under a coat and uh distributed to the world
0: there's there have been tapes forever about oh look at us in area 51 we're doing an alien autopsy but do you think it has to do like the belief of the the lack or i'm sorry the reduction in skepticism and the willingness to believe this stuff is increasing, do you think that's correlated to our lack of trust of the government and like government? our, our thinking of, of if the government is telling the truth, I have to think is at an all-time low right now and combined with just the plethora of information that we have in the 21st century for us to find out other things if you combine, you know, you watch all all these ancient alien shows and Unsolved Mysteries have been on for 30 years and you combine that with the distrust of government and the fact that the government has much less of a handle on the information that's getting out there now versus when there were three television channels and only a handful of radio stations and they could all just say no, this was, you know, whatever, this was just smoke, you know, swamp gas but now We have the ability to find out so much more to find out what the government really was talking about, what they've actually documented with things like WikiLeaks and all of these other projects. The NSA was sued back in the 1980s. Um, And then combined with our just distrust of, of the government. Do you think that that's part of the reason I'm asking both of you, do you think that's part of the reason why people are more willing to believe this stuff now than they used to? I think it's a part of
1: it. I, you know, know, it it definitely is. Plus, plus the, uh, I guess, uh, You know, which is which is interesting. There's always a a situation of conditioning. You know, as far as this, and and, you know, it's almost like you know dealing with with our government or fake brother. Which actually, our 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 government is actually probably has been worse than all the other governments on this planet when it comes to UFO disclosure and actually willingly giving up. You know, footage and things like that. This goes from from Chile to Cuba to to even the Soviet Union. Our country has been, its record has been dismal. But
0: also, hey, what, what mean, do you mean by what do you mean by dismal in terms of just reporting or in terms yeah, of telling or, people or, that
1: or acknowledging? Even uh, yeah, acknowledging,
0: what have other governments even, done?
1: Yeah, so so it's just been dismal. It's been it's been horrible. And and literally, what they used to do, and this is what happened to my uncle, which makes it really unique. They literally. Um, they went out of their way to discredit anybody that claimed that they had contact with UFOs. So I mean, we're we've got this quantum leap going on right now as far as disclosure. Now, now it, you know, you stand up and say, "Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was abducted, et cetera, et cetera." You're not going to have the uh, the men in black or whoever whoever is right. coming after you. Now it's. Now it's uh, they they won't they, they won't bother you. Whereas before, through, uh, you know, through the last you know, 50 years, you became literally uh, well, as in, in in the case of my uncle, he was put on uh, Eisenhower's most dangerous persons list. Wow! He, he, yeah, he he was a,
0: when when crack. that happens, do you get like a certificate? Do you get a letter in the mail?
1: Well, they, they don't do that. They don't they don't pass, they don't pass out hall passes. <laughs> most dangerous
0: person from the federal government. That's got. That's. I mean. That's an achievement, really.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, it really kind of. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess my uncle, his thing that he had. Uh, I guess you know he was on this. Had some pretty good company. Uh, you know. He, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King. He was on uh, America's most dangerous persons list, also. Sure. So. You know, I think innovators and people who came out who actually threatened the, the status quo are always going to be, uh, you know, suspect or looked at as un-American. A lot of people they had, were labeling my uncle a communist. Um, you know, which again, you know, the narrative, the terminology, it's all the stuff. It, it, it literally, it's, I mean, we
0: we do the same thing now. We just use a different word, yeah, so, so it's. it's uh, yeah. it, you know, it's also interesting because it's so easy to marginalize these people. It's so easy. I, I watched uh, Penn and Teller did a, a, their, their old show bullshit on Showtime from 20 years ago now. Uh, you know, they did an episode on UFO abductions and they found every everybody that, oh, I was abducted over the weekend. You know, I go when I have these dreams every night it happens and they find all these people that, that they, they, they show just to laugh at, to marginalize the claims. But that's them trying to get ratings. At the same time, there have to be people like you and like other people in your circle that you can you can trust and have believable stories. And so, Chad, I'd like if you don't mind, I'd like to, to dive into it. I'd like to talk about your experience being abducted. And what's that like? I have I, I'm only you know, I, I, have, I have tons of curiosity about stuff like this. I mean, I haven't I, I, I don't even know where to begin asking about someone's abduction experience. Um, so sure. how, how could you just kind of? Uh, uh, would you mind just talking about that, like oh, where and oh, when and, and what you saw? Certainly.
1: Yeah, I mean, my experience uh, was at, was when I was four years old. Now here's the here's the Alice in Wonderland you know uh, abduction you know story. I, I was at my grandmother's house, and I was sleeping. Uh, it was a very small house. Uh, we, we had managed. Uh, my my father was. Uh, we, we would. Be going back and forth to Giant Rock and where and my, my uncle, uh, in, in, living with my grandmother in, in various places. My father was a transitional; uh, uh, he was often unemployed, and so we would actually, for economic reasons, have to go back and forth out to the desert and actually, you know, you know live out there with the rest of the family. So sure, so that that was the reason we were out there. Um, it was a it was an economic necessity at times. Okay, so. Picture this, uh, a relatively uh, three-room, uh, you know, essentially cabin. I'm in the, I'm in the same uh, room and, and with the same proximity with my two brothers. And literally, I get uh, uh, literally transported uh, next to my brothers uh, to a spacecraft. And, and for what reason, God only knows. The spacecraft that was outside of my grandmother's house. And what did and that
0: look like? Like what did when you say you were transported, what did, like, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I'm, I'm sorry to use a very, uh, uh, like a very common term. Did you see like a tractor beam in the sky that pulled yeah, it was, you up?
1: Yeah, it was like a tractor beam. And it, and it had taken me through a, a glass window. Pane. Okay. So I literally, my whole body was taken, transposed through a glass window, not breaking it, taken through it. Through a tractor beam,
0: and was it, brought, it just you, or was it you and your brothers? Excuse me. Was it just you, or was it just you and your brothers? Me. Just okay. Me.
1: They weren't even. They they were never awake. It was just me. So so this is the interesting thing about that. And I was. And as far as the time difference, it seemed like forever. Um, how and, and literally um, these were the. Uh, the typical greys, which which there's actually data information on on the greys. Sure, I've heard a, of them. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, literally, I mean, a, a footnote on that. they're literally reportedly, uh, perhaps, maybe a, as many as a million people that were actually abducted by the grey aliens uh, from the years 1955 to 1965. Okay, so there was a widespread, around, worldwide abduction so and, and it was gonna but what they had told me uh telepathically is that that, that they were looking for information and this is what I, re- I recall even as a young child confused that i would that i wouldn't be hurt and that i would forget about it and not to worry and that was the message i got well i there was something happened with me where i was able to remember this so so in classical sense um the, the it was a very very uh a hygienical uh, uh, area. I was put on a table. I was literally there. They, they, they were probing with electrical instruments, you know, and, and they were taking information on me for some reason that I don't know.
0: And what did that um, look like? You were on a table in like some lab. What did that? It was, I, I have no uh, idea. It was on,
1: well, it was, on, it, was on, it was on it was on a it was on a very nondescript uh, countertop table. And literally, with lights and everything, it was almost like a surgical table where I was, you know, uh, la- laying on the, you know, on this where they're doing the examination. As far, you know, they were doing the examination. So it was from that. That's how I looked at it. It wouldn't be. It, it was. It's nothing like a. I, I guess it would. I guess it would resemble almost a surgical, uh, you, you know, center or you know, or, or something in, in that respect. And uh, then I was returned, and uh, but through the
0: after, same tractor beam through the window again, or
1: uh, how no, did they? Did that, you just wake up? No, I I I did not have any. I did not have all I know is I woke up in my grandmother's house again. Okay, that's all I know. I don't. Know and where were you? That.
0: Were you in a in bed or were you on the couch where you were before? I was exactly
1: where I'd been picked up. I huh. I, I I was in bed. I was exactly in my bed, and I and, and I was picked up and um so there are a couple things that they've you know as far as that what some of the effects that i had is i had this extraordinary temperature afterwards okay and i stuttered profusely uh from then on for about well for years a lot you know i i didn't have that uh i didn't have any difficulty speaking even you know even as a small child um with very limited you know you know vocabulary but still i didn't stutter so those are the side effects that actually occurred
0: so there's and, an immediate and, and change to your to like to your body and to your your way of, of being and to your attitude and the way that you
1: put words together it completely set me apart on so many things not only that but my viewpoint uh my viewpoints um as far as that um you know literally i became my own uh alien within my own family and 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 literally my experience you know too i mean it literally set me apart i've had this completely different life than my brothers and sisters have. They've had generally pretty much, you know, average careers and, and what have you, whereas I've kind of had some extraordinary, you know, experiences as far as in, in business and, and everything I've done. But the basis has always been non-materialistic, non, you know, it, it just, my whole emphasis was completely different. My whole outlet was completely different than theirs. So, so that was my experience, and that was the, that was, that was the first one.
0: Okay. And this was when you were four years old. Right. That's then, incredible. I, like, I, I remember literally saying to one of my friends the other day when he, when he said, said uh, when he was like, I, I'm running out of mental space to remember everything that's going on. But at the same time, I can't remember stuff when I was a child. I was like, yeah, I don't know anything from when I was four years old. And here you are. You have this very vivid story that's saved well, with you. Well,
1: one what of you, the things about why it's indelible is because literally, you know, you know the imprint. Now, um, there is a condition that happens to... Um, You you know, and and they they call, you know, as far as the uh, the closing of the pineal gland, which is, I guess, is the closest, uh, it's this this visionary organ that we have our third eye. Is that your third
0: eye? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they they talk about this and it closes. And so, and, and I guess our connection to this outer world, outer and inner worlds closes also with the exception of people. Uh, you know, they, sometimes they call them indigo children, et cetera, et cetera. They they have this connection that that because that gland doesn't close, that that whole openness is uh, you're more receptive and you can actually see things a lot differently. I, I've you know, like for and, and you and you hear what, they call this is good, this is great. It, it's funny because this whole conversation is so interesting because it, because it just it. it it segues into so many different things. They call this an acute case of schizophrenia. Now, um, uh, you know, you, you know um, and, and it's acute, okay? Which is much different than paranoid schizophrenia or, or, or permanent schizophrenia. This, this just is just like a
0: one-off. Your brain goes right, haywire, right? right. The,
2: the,
1: this is this a This is a. Temp, this is a te- these are temporary things, and this is what happens to people that get abducted: is they have these acute experiences, and. And literally, they can't, you can't put them away. I mean, it's something that, that happens um, as far as that. And, and actually, what they used to do is, when children used to have visions back in the old Egyptian pyramid times and, and, the, and, and the various Indian tribes, well, what would happen is, if you had this vision quest or had these experiences in talking, you would actually be the uh, disciple of the uh, Indian tribal medicine man. Or you wow. would be a priest in the in the various priest class. They would literally take you once you've had experiences. Whereas now
0: they would you get, elevate you in society. Versus now when they would try to get rid of you and shut. They you would out. give
1: you drugs. I mean, what they're going to do? They're going to give you ret- retlin or give, give you some other sure. antipsychotic psychotic drug. Put you on antidepressants because there's something obvious here. But things are are, are are things have changed, especially in the material last hundred years. So so things are different. So the indelible experience is is that. It it, it basically, it leaves, it's very similar to a PTSD, you know, uh, you know, incident. Um, One thing is a lot of people, though, they they remedy it out. um, And I don't know whether that's a, a thing that's done with the extraterrestrials, where they literally, you know, do, you know, give some sort of, it's either some sort of pulse rate or something that makes people forget um, unless they're brought back through hypnosis or, or, or have some sort of reason to get this thing through. But for me, none of that worked. I mean, I was like, you know, I can tell you exactly, blow by blow, all of them, when, how, et cetera, et cetera, um, uh, you know, and for some reason. So that's my that's my story. So let me let me ask it
0: you should. this. The next oh, wait, really quickly, Kyle. I'm sorry. The next day, I, I'm sure you told your siblings and your family, right? What did they say? Did they laugh at you, or did they?
1: You didn't say anything. Anything. I did not tell anybody anything. They knew who was the first person you told. Me, but I couldn't explain it to them. I, you right. know, it's it was such an abstraction. I could, I knew. Now. This is an, another, this is the weirdest. You know who knew? My uncle knew. My uncle, had, I, I, he had come over because we were all, you know, it's very planning. George you know, Van Tassel. Over. Huh?
0: George Van Tassel. George Tassel. Right. Van
1: Tassel. He knew. He goes, what happened to you? Something happened to you. Something he just, just looked
0: you. at you one day and said that? Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah. Something Was... happened. What's going on? So, I know something happened. And I, and I thought... Back in the day, and through all this, that my uncle was the one who was causing it, so I didn't want to tell him either. So, I so these this was this was one of those. And and incidentally, this is not unique. This is not sure. Yeah, you simply don't know how to articulate this to anybody. How long did it take
0: you to open up? Like, who was the first person that you ended up telling?
1: Oh. God, it was. Sorry to put you on the 20s. spot. It was in my twenties. It was in my twenties. Who was, uh, was the first person? I didn't tell my wife for two years after I had married her. Wow. So yeah, simply because I yeah I, I yeah, um, you, you it's just something it's 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 really an, an odd thing. Um, I I told I told some friends of mine I think in high school. Um, one of the things that happened is I. <laughs> This is one of the great. Uh, uh, you know, we, we were sitting around uh, like people do. Uh, we were. This is in the early '70s, and uh, my uncle had come on the television. My uncle was on on many, many multiple shows, and everyone was going uh, on and on and on about how cool this was about my uncle, who was standing in front of this uh, this thing called Integriton, and. Uh, one of my friends, oh God, that is so unique And, I, and what do I do? I, I sat there mute with the, with the crowd. I didn't say, well, I, that's my uncle or anything. I didn't even mention it uh, there. It was a different place and, because I didn't deem it cool. But I do man, I, I did I did after uh, with one of my friends, I did mention, well, that was my uncle and yeah, I, I, I did I did admit to him because I had a certain amount of trust level with him. Uh, to and I, and I told him what had actually happened. So he was one of the first. He's actually one of the first. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's
0: that's an that's, that's an incredible story, Kyle. I'm I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you going to say?
2: No, no problem. I I just you you mentioned it wasn't unique. And and do you mean that that uh, do you mean that there's multiple entities making contact, or do you think that there's one like there's one group that's coming to visit, or are there maybe multiple, uh, beings from multiple places, uh, coming and doing different? Cause I, I've heard, I've heard similar experiences to that. People describing, uh, re- being put back where they left and, and having, uh, flashes of memories. But then I've heard other people with, with much different experiences. Do you think that's, uh, one group maybe doing different tests on different people? Yeah. Or are we talking about Go on. Sorry. Yeah. No. The the
1: answer is is that there are uh there there well um my my uncle cataloged 105 different visiting uh extraterrestrials that have that have come here that have been identified. He identified. Wow. Them. And that corresponded with the uh, Russian uh, Russian the, the, or excuse me the former Soviet Union. They had done this extensive survey on on that too. And the, and actually. This information was spat, splattered all over the place, especially in intelligence agencies about, you know, who's coming here. But the ones who were doing the abduction, there, there are ones that you'd bump into or you'd visit them or you'd see them. That would be one thing. But the ones who were actually taking people and do, taking data was the uh, the traditional graves that, um, that, that were notorious for it. And again, this goes back to, you know, this goes back to this um, situation reportedly that they had actually made a deal with the uh, Eisenhower administration to, in fact, uh, because for technology and for other things to, uh, to, in fact, allow that to occur. And so the largest amount of abductions happened during this time period between 1955 and 1965. And there's a slew of people that were in fact abducted, and, and again the numbers are so incredible. Uh, oh God, there's one doctor um, that did this uh, from Harvard. He did the uh, research on this, and, and uh, uh, in, in fact, that's that's how this a lot of this information. Comes. So, so what I for me, I have been sitting gathering all this di- different information about these you know, situations from various some. Some everyday sources, people that you know um, that you would think. And then, then there's this whole academic side, and uh, you know, got that one doctor from uh, uh, from Harvard,
2: Mac, uh, uh, Doctor uh, John Mac, John
1: Doctor Doctor Mac. He he actually came up with this huge this this uh, statistical analysis as far as uh, probabilities of how many people had been uh, abducted. And the, the, it's almost classical because Dr. Mack, uh, who since passed away, uh, he had come up with all of this information regarding the, and, and it all was pretty much it was very very similar by this, but it was primarily from the graves. Now there were other, there's always been these, these long these people these earth dwellers, and and I'm not an expert in reptilian races and things like that um, as far as that, but there have been there 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 are many many multiple um, you know, extraterrestrial, which makes sense now. I mean, even though I, I guess the, the height of, of arrogance and ego is to think that we're the only. <laughs> uh, right. I, I mean, if you if you if you've ever taken science, you'd look at a bacterial cell, okay, and you would see how vast just the internal world, even in our bodies, are, and in comparatively, to, and then compare that to the universe, extrapolate that the universe. There are con- there, there are civilizations after and dimensions and et cetera, et cetera, and, and it's ad nauseum. It continues to add up so so the ego of uh, of the human being or, or the, the constructed you know animal that you know the intelligent animal that we are, there's an ego part of us that doesn't allow for any other reference to outside of our own existence.
2: And so well, that's think about it think about it this way to the anthill in your yard. Everything is alien and they have no concept or, or grasp of the fact that there are people living their lives outside of there. There's right a uh, hundred feet away. There's a bird's nest. They, they, they operate independently of each other and have, have no concept of <laughs> interaction. Exactly. And, uh, and, and yeah, for that, for that ant, uh, they, they go their entire lives assuming that they are the center of the universe. And, uh, just, like just it's, it, 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 as soon as we, and, and then when we walk outside and, and pour gasoline on that anthill, uh, they, they start to learn really quickly that they are, uh, that they are not alone. Right. <laughs> and I think, and, and this goes back I, to I, what I had mentioned I think during- we're, we're maybe on the cusp of, of learning, um, at least in a larger consciousness that we, we may not be alone. And it sounds like there's plenty of people that have known that for a while, um, at least for, at least for as long as uh, since the nineteen forties, plenty of people that are still alive today that that know that we're not alone. Now it's just uh, time for the rest of us to to catch up.
0: Right, and, and yeah. you know, that's kind of what I was saying earlier about the more we learn about space, the more vast it gets. So the idea that it's just us gets less and less probable because how
2: could it just be us? So. Now let, let,
0: let me ask you
2: this. Well and 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 not only that but it's not just us but it it's it sounds like it's not just us and it's not just one other group. Um if we do have uh we may have friends and we may have foes out there if we have made contact uh in and may, perhaps that's why our government has been a lot more tight-lipped about this uh since the cold war uh because they were they were maybe shaking hands with uh with some unsavory characters to uh try to get the over upper hand on the Soviet Union and they don't want uh they they may not want that out there. They may not want the world to know that the uh the US stood by as citizens were abducted and 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 analyzed well, of by course. uh But you got to remember also too. I mean um there there's
1: uh, you know again, you know governments are mercenary. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you're you probably well well well, you know, they did they did force stellarization here okay uh, in fact they taught, you know they did LSD experiments on unknowing people they, they injected black uh, African American men with syphilis to see what they would do. So I think within the elevated and subconscious my hope is that so, so, so that so we know that, that there is some interesting stuff. And, and incidentally, and I guess the excuse is they, they didn't know better. I mean, obviously they should have known better that they shouldn't do this. But but you know, as we grow as a as a human race, there's certain boundaries that I'm, I'm hoping that we that we go. But but again, and my point is is that as consciousness grows, consequently, I mean, the the, the responsibility that we have of what. You know, and, and, and this goes along with information because, you know, you can lie, you can, you can out and out lie to people, or you can lie by omission, okay? And I'm not sure which is worse. You know, I, I really am not sure which is worse. What, what's more of a tragedy, you know, to give a bald face, you know, a big lie, like we you know, we, we hear the, the big lie, or, or if it's by omission. And, and literally, we've been, you know, uh, us as the, I guess, the common folk or the people out of the... Power realms of society uh, have been held victimized by that, and um, so I'm hoping that with this increased in consciousness, that people will say, "Hey, I can only sleep in uh, without being too esoteric. I can only sleep in one bed. I can only eat one meal. If I eat too many meals, I get fat. If I, you know, you know that that whole thing and, and that there's, and I think that you know, and I think that has had a lot to do with it." As far as creating scarcity of information, scarcity of that, and, and it, again, the whole have and have nots, and that sure. is, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the hope, and, um, you know, that's the hope of, of, of what it is, so, um, so anyways.
0: When you, now, when you talk to, uh, since you're very involved in the alien community, and I, I mean the, I'm sorry, the alien community on Earth with humans in it, not the alien community out there with aliens. When you talk to other people who have been abducted or who say they've been abducted, is there a commonality in experience? Or is there like something that, you know, when they tell you their story, it resonates similarly to the story that you have on your own, the stories that you have on your own? Yeah, uh,
1: well, I, I think the, the, the I guess being, being set apart and being different is one thing. And so it is a breath, in, in many respects, it's a breath of fresh air because you're uh, you, you know you' you're hearing you're hearing a story about yourself and so it resonates with you so and then and then your uh, your defense mechanism which I don't have anymore I mean you know, I, as far as it, again this is where I'm at now today I, sure you, you know six years ago this would be a different podcast <laughs> it really, really
0: was, only six that's incredible
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah it really would be different because you know, because everything's changed, everything's changing, it, and so, so yeah, there is a certain amount of commonality. I've been, I, I've been involved with people that have been literally, um, you know, enlightened by the experience and and actually, but there's always a certain amount of difficulty within this whole three D world to integrate yourself and your experience with everyday, you know, sure. John, yeah, you know, John Q, because it's like okay, you you know, you you either feel you go from feeling extraordinarily blessed, enlightened, to punished, you know, and back and forth. So there's a lot to handle. I've had conversations with people that literally, um, they opened up and it was, it was like a, a piece of nirvana to, to hear what they had to say. And then I find out later that they didn't want to talk to me again because it brings up too much uh, emotional pain. Hmm. So there's that, uh, you know, too. And, and I have noticed that there had been a lot of, People that have been abducted have had, uh, I guess, a certain a higher amount of either suicide or suicide attempts. Um,
0: and I'm sure substance, substance abuse, abuse is up there, too. Substance abuse is, is
1: rampant. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, this uh, again, I, I had one girl uh, and had experienced, I say she a girl, a young woman. She had experienced a giant rock and literally she it, it, it completely uprooted and disrupted her and she could never get back. Where she was at, and so, and this is after you know six or seven uh, rehabs, trying to get it all together, just never could get it. She got robbed, you know, as far as that. Wow. So um, yeah, there's risk there. Yeah.
0: Sure. How do you tell the people? How do you tell the legitimate people apart from grifters, or how do you tell the people that just you know they want to bullshit you? Uh, well, you know, like they end up on Penn and Teller's <laughs> show. Like how do you how do you tell them? It's not like we could call the aliens and ask, you know? Like how do we...
1: Right, right, right. Do you have your alien card? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, you didn't get the I got abducted on this yet. <laughs> really. Like, how do you how do yeah, you where's, do that?
1: where's your T-shirt? Uh, no, you know, how do you know? Usually, well, you know, I, I know I know I know very quickly. I, you know, I, I know fairly quickly.
0: Is it like an energy thing that you can just kind of sense, and I don't mean like, and, and I'm not talking even about like extraterrestrial energy. I'm talking about like Zen energy, like energy people put out into the universe. Is that something well, that you can sense? Like what your yeah. uncle sense in you?
1: Oh no, I, I think there, there there is that, but also too there's some real basic stuff. You know, I mean, it's, if you listen long enough, you know, uh, you know, as far as you know, you, know, uh, you listen to uh, to a person uh, all over themselves, they're you know, there's something that, that's missing with their story. They they don't, you know, and there's a certain amount of lack of, oh, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to describe, but it's is it specificity
0: it's or is it like, yeah.
1: yeah, they don't, they
0: can't elaborate if you ask them questions like what I was asking you about your story. You had every detail. If I asked you to retell it again, I'd get the same answers. Is it one of those? You,
1: you would, you would. Yeah. So there's that, there's that. And, and actually, and, and that's one thing that I often do because I'll ask him or I'll ask something a different way, you know, right. as far as that. And, and you know, I'll do that. But I, I, I rarely come across, you know, people um, that were intentional. I, I think, I, you, you know, what are you going to get? I, I mean, I, I guess that's my other thing, too, is what are you going to get out of this if you do? What was my first first question? Uh, you know, as far as that, but yeah, I mean, and, there, and the other thing too is there, I guess the, the whole essence comes down to it. When you talk about Zen and there's an essence to this, there really is. And, and you just know it, 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 it all it permeates you. I mean, you literally sure. get this, you know, wow, you know, you, you, you get that, you get it, you just get it. So I, I it's like, it's, it's an abstraction. It's hard to, you know, how, and, and have I been, uh, have I been in the past? Perhaps. I, I have. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure I have. But, um, you know, also to the very subtly, like, for instance, I was, on, I was doing a podcast where this uh, one uh, woman, she, got, she says, Well, I don't really think I had, I, I don't think I had an abduction experience because it was all in my dream. And I sat there and I was listening to her and, you know, about her experience as far as what had happened et cetera, et cetera, you know, but it was all, I, it was a, it was a dream and, and, and you know, and, and it was only a dream and I, and I kept on hearing that and I kept on hearing all the details of this thing going on and on and I go, I go, honey, I go, you may think this was a dream, but this was not a dream and, sure, and, 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 and the, and the quietness or, or, or the, or that, the, that quiet moment on, on there was really, it was marvelous because it was like this aha moment it's like oh my god you know, so it became real 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 terrible. but the detail and the explanation as far as that so did that person have that abduction experience through a dream or through uh, or through an altered state of consciousness I, I think so no. okay so,
0: yeah Okay. Um, well you know what I think, uh, I think that might do it for the first episode Kyle do you have anything else to, to ask Chad about
2: no, I think uh, I think I mean I've got plenty to ask, but I think that's one of the great things about having Chad uh, for future episodes. And having is, a podcast
0: uh, is that we've got an unlimited podcast. amount of episodes that we could do. Unlimited amount of uh,
1: I, I, It's incredible. I mean, I literally we could spend. I mean, literally, uh, I mean, there, there's so much content here. It, it's it's unbelievable, but also too digestible content too. You know, as far as this, I, I, you know, I'm I'm with you guys. This is about the right amount of time. You
2: know, sure yeah. yeah and i think i think uh there are plenty of topics that that would that deserve a little bit more in depth and a little bit more time um this was a beautiful overview i would love to talk more about george van tassel i'd love to talk more about giant rock and the integraton um and and i would love to hear i'd love to talk more about uh what our government Knows and what uh, what we're going to see in that report that comes out in June, where the Pentagon is going to, uh,
0: and what we'll see on sixty minutes in fifteen minutes from now.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I think uh, I think this is an exciting time to be starting a podcast that's a little bit more out there than others, and um, I think uh, I think we can look forward to a lot of really cool topics and really cool. Uh, conversations in in the future that's great yes, right? so
0: before we go uh chad where can people find your book
1: okay get on amazon uh actually uh, the, and what's it uh, called yeah amazon giant rock yeah amazon
0: get it. okay
1: yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah you'll you'll probably enjoy it a lot of it's um you know as far as the book goes a lot of it is it's 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 a uh it's it's based on it's it's based on a lot of actual events as far as that. In fact, um, that's one thing. Um, but also too, you know, getting into the whole comfort level. I, you know, um, uh, there, there's a character named Chase in there that I literally that, that's kind of me. You know, as far as that. Sure. Like a lot of, yeah, and it was very cathartic to do it in that way. You know, as far as that versus, versus Like I said, when I re- I'm still selling books on that thing. You know, I think it came out in oh gosh, what was it 2016? I, I still, I'm getting, I'm still getting royalties out of that book. People are still interested. I'm, I, I'm fascinated. I'm, ex- I'm very happy about it. But really, I mean, it, it's, uh, it it's becomes more and more contemporary um, as far as that. But it kind of gives you a little overview of, of what I was experiencing and what others experienced, and, and also my uncle. There's this outline, so yeah. There's a book,
2: and that's that's Giant Rock, the greatest UFO story never told, sure, that, yeah, by yeah, Chad C. Meek. Yeah, the greatest story never yeah.
1: told. Yeah, Giant Rock.
2: You know, so. That's
0: great. great. And they could visit your website, website at Giant rock, rock, rock. Is it Giant Rock Yeah, movie You know, I
1: have a little little, uh, little clip in there, and as far as that kind of little entertaining thing, but but I also encourage everyone to you know, there. I mean, there's there's uh, there's there's millions, there's lots and lots of stuff, um, both on my uncle and myself. The book and everything is on, on the net, so, so I invite people to, to do that. And, of course, always invite people that if they are having some sort of issue regarding uh, you know um, their own abduction experience or we're talking about a particular site or things like that they want to talk to, I always welcome people to go ahead and, and uh, drop me a line at uh, chad uh, at, at giantrockthemovie.com go ahead and go ahead and send me an email and I'll get back with you know as far as that too. So that that's something And
2: and yeah. no, maybe no we'll hear from them on maybe we'll hear from them on here someday. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you know well, we've only we've only scratched the surface of this and there's plenty plenty more to talk about. Uh, I mean the possibilities are just about as limitless as spaces at this point. So uh, why don't we why don't we put a pin in it and say thank you both for joining and uh thank you all of, uh, all of our listeners no that my it, chat it's been a pleasure of mine and I, I uh really appreciate the the time and uh thank you to all the listeners out there who are joining us out here and come back here next week to see us out there have a great night The views and opinions expressed on We're Out There do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. Theme music by Matt Maltrucky.